This is Miller's Edge on Tide Florida Atlantic falling to South Florida 90 to 86 in a NASCAR. The Daytona 500 will take place today, 4 o'clock on Fox. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. to the Miller's Edge. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of breaking news this morning happening in the AM. We will definitely talk about the new, two new coaches that seem to be headed to Tuscaloosa to fill the void. That tight ends coach and offensive line coach. We'll talk about that. Don't know a whole lot about them, uh, just but just what we read, but we'll talk about it, what that means for the Crimson Tide as they get ready. Absolutely two weeks away. From today, spring practice. I mean, just right around the corner. It seems like the national championship just happened. Seems like Bama just lost the Rose Bowl. And now we're talking about spring practice. But uh, we'll get into some of that on the program today. Love to hear from you and your thoughts, your comments. After a good weekend of collegiate sports, Alabama basketball team, Nate Olson, the boys getting things done down in Tuscaloosa over Texas A&M. Another century mark for them. We'll get into some of that. We'll talk some SEC basketball, I had a chance to go to some games on to, not today, but this weekend. I went to South Carolina men's and women's basketball on Saturday and Sunday. I had a great time. Uh, the Gamecocks suffered a big time loss to LSU at home. Tough loss for them as the Gamecock women hold on to their number one spot. Uh, with college game, they're there. We may get into some of that a little bit. Just talk about the standings and where Alabama is right now. Uh, as the men are sitting in first place by themselves. Auburn losing to Kentucky. Many thought Auburn would take care of Kentucky, but that didn't happen. So we got a lot of good stuff, folks, to talk about on the program today. I don't know about you, um, as far as the NBA and All-Star Weekend. I love the festivities. I've been a part of those. I did the parties back in the day. You know, I used to do all that good stuff, a lot of fun. But, man, my thoughts about the All-Star is kind of like what I feel about the NFL Pro Bowl. Worthless. <laughs> it's absolutely worthless, right? I mean, it's become a three-point contest for four quarters and a dunk fest. It's a combination 
of the three-point challenge and the dunk challenge. Nobody plays basketball anymore. And I get it because it's the timing of the All-Star break. Uh, again, it's called break, which means you're supposed to have a break, and now you want to do all these things. It just don't work. So I think the NBA needs to come up with a new concept. Um, but what's happening right now as far as the game is terrible. I mean, it's not even worth watching. I mean, if I just want to go watch somebody jack up a bunch of threes, shoot from half court, guys not playing any defense, I mean, who cares who gets the MVP? Damian Leonard got it last night. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's a waste of time. The NFL changed. They did a bunch of uh, challenges and things like that, 707 flag football, which I loved, which at least made it interesting. Maybe the, the NBA needs to come up with a uh, concept such as that. Wait, so, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How you can't come up and interrupt my monologue? Wait, wait, hold on, I'm just asking real quick. You said you enjoyed the flag football? I enjoyed it better than the game. Oh, but see, okay, why are we, uh, not, I'm not going to make you do this, but I swore when we talked about this, I said I thought the new activities and the flag football stuff was cool. And you went on a whole tangent about how pointless it is. It, it is too- pointless, but I like it better than the game is my point. Oh, it was a good flag football game. I made them- How are you going to come? I've been wrong a month ago. I didn't mean okay. to ruin it, but I'm saying I, as as you are the king of receipts, I have to hold you accountable. And I remember when you said you made fun of the flag football, you didn't like it, you said it was dumb, pointless. It is dumb. All of it's dumb. But uh, you just you just were giving it. But you missed my point. I like it better than the game. I was talking about the NBA game. At least it was interesting. I mean, at least it was, but you, you know, how they kind of got points from tug of war to because you didn't let me finish. You just come in here and grab the mic and didn't even sit your butt in the, in the chair yet. And oh, wait, you didn't even say good morning to me or why or nothing. Just jump up in here and just jump running your mouth. I got to hold you accountable, man. Let me finish, please. Thank you. But anyway, uh, we can get to some of that. We can get to some of that if you if you're in the mood. But I think let's talk about the big news. Since you are now in your chair, you set up. You ready to go? Because I'm gonna let you go first with these because I don't want to get no trouble. I don't want no, people no, hitting no, me no, up. No, you, got it. you know, Alabama hired two new coaches. Now their coaching staff is complete. Brian Ellis as a new tight ends coach. Ellis played quarterback at UAB. Uh, one of school most uh, they say successful passers. Um, but he was with, uh, I'm drawing a blank, the head coach, uh, the Clayton something that came from Southern Cal that took the job at Georgia Southern. Um, he served as USC, so that's Southern California, by the way, uh, as quarterback's coach and office coordinator at uh, Georgia Southern. So they got the tight end guy, uh, Chris Kapilovic. I'm, I think I'm saying that right. Kapilovic as a new offensive line coach. He was hired. Uh, uh, something like that. He was hired by Baylor just not long ago. Um, been at Michigan State. So now he is set to go be a part of Alabama staff. So don't know a lot about these guys. I mean, of course, when you see these types of hires, I mean, for anybody that say, oh, we know these guys and all, I already seen people say home run hire. I've, I've seen that. It's become used to that. But 
uh, that don't know <laughs> nothing about these dudes, but yet what they read, and they go there and read the Wikipedia and saw where they were, and they did, oh yeah, and then oh yeah, they had this running back there, and that must be because of him, and so they draw these conclusions and tell you how the home run higher, but I don't know. Uh, I'm doing just what everybody else is doing. I've never heard of neither one of these dudes. I promise you, never heard of them. So, um, I don't know. Uh, so I got my thoughts on it. And I'm going to let you go first because of, and maybe you can make the people, your Alabama alum, it's Alabama station. So I feel the led to let you say your thoughts about these two hires. And then I'll get my thoughts. But um, we'll leave it at that. How you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. I, look, I love how you put it on me, but I appreciate that. You at least let me try to open it up because, you know, I'm not going to be as harsh. I'm going to kind of paint a little bit brighter of a picture. But, yeah. look, to, you know, you might be surprised. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't really know anything about either one of them either other than what well, I've read. Well, do what everybody else does. But I, you know, I'm going to do what, what everybody else does. No, 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 except no, 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 no. I'm not going to do what everybody else does. Other, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read like everybody else, but I'm not going to sit there and just paint sunshines like that. No. What I'm going to do is say – all right, Chris Kapilovich, maybe. I'm just going to call him Coach Cap because I think he, he goes by, like, Coach Cap on Twitter or something. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but what I can tell you is, look, I, I know he's experienced, right? That's a positive. He, he's got a lot of experience coaching football, um, and, and not just as an offensive line coach, but he's been an assistant head coach at North Carolina. He spent a lot of time at North Carolina. Again, it's the ACC, but, I mean, at least it's, it's a bigger program. Right, um, but he's assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, uh, at least for I think four years, fifteen through eighteen. So he was yeah, offensive coordinator there, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So he, he's going to bring that with him. And uh, from what I've read, again, I don't know this person. I don't really haven't really talked to anybody. But from, from what I've read, uh, he has a reputation for being a, a, a good recruiter. I mean, his Twitter uh, header, whatever it's called, has like a, a diamond pendant chain that says like Juice Squad. So that that's going to be trendy with these young guys. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's diamond jewelry it says Juice Squad. Um, again, I don't I don't know I don't know him. I haven't spoken to him, but he seems to be kind of uh, on game with some of the you know this younger generation. So that's that's a positive. That's good. Um, I think that he can do good things here at Alabama. And I will say, um, when I first saw that he was at uh, was at Michigan State for the past I guess four years. Uh, yeah, 2021, 22, and 23. Um, he was the assistant head coach and offensive line coach, run game coordinator. Uh, that sounded good. I thought, like, is it Kenneth Walker who was really good running back? Yep, but very good. I, yeah, but then I also looked at, I think, if you pull up their statistics, I don't think they, they performed too hot um, in the last couple years. Now, I have to go back and really look at it, make sure what I was seeing was right. But, like you said, it, I'm not just going to say, oh, he coached, you know, when they had, you know, Kenneth Walker, this and that. I will say that that is a positive to think about, but that's not painting the whole picture. I'm not going to sit there and say that, that you know, that was a byproduct of, of him specifically. Now, he definitely played a role in it because he was run game coordinator, I believe, at least one of those years or whenever Ken Walker was there. I, I think they they lined up. Um, but with that being said, look, I, I'll say this. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say a home run hire. Again, I, I told you all my criteria for that, right? Unless you're hiring – what you got for me, Wyatt? I was just going to say, I pulled up uh, I pulled up last season's uh, stati- rushing statistics for Michigan State. They had averaged uh, 2.8 rush yards per game and 8 – or rush yards carry. Per, per carry. I'm sorry, yes. And then 83.1 uh, yards per game rushing. <laughs> that, I was going to lie to you. That's why, that ain't, that's why did you say 2.8? 
2.8 yards per carry. I know I stumbled over that one. And then 83.1 rushing yards a game. Where does it, does it show where that ranks? The 2.8 yards per carry is 130th in the country, Ooh. and then the 83.1 yards per game Ooh. is 129th in the country. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'll be honest with you. When you said fast. that, I didn't think it was very good. Okay, so that's the other side of these numbers. Now, I will say this, because, you know, I'm, they call me Christian Middle Ground Miller, right, for a reason. All those positives, there's, there's got to be some truth to it. we got to say some truth to it. Those numbers you just read, we're going to be honest with you. That's not impressive. That's, that's pretty bad, to be honest with you. Um, but it is what it is. And at, at this point, look, that, that was at Michigan State with the players they had. You know what it, you know what I mean? So I'll say this. Will I call it a home run hire? No. My criteria for that would be, again, if you hired, I don't know, to give you an example, if you hired somebody like, uh, who, who did Michigan just hire for their defensive coordinator? Like, to me, that's, that's a home run hire. It was a Wink Martindale. That's huge, right? That, I, I, there's very limited people that I would say is a home run hire. Um, but while I say it's a solid hire, yeah, I think it's a solid hire. Um, I, I think Scott Huff was a better option, but clearly that's not that's not an option anymore. He went to Seattle. So I think it's solid. He's got experience. Uh, he's got a reputation for recruiting. Um, and, and, again, he's, he's been offensive coordinator, assistant head coach. So he, he, he he's not just some, like, up-and-comer. We'll say that. Now, do the, do the numbers look very pretty when you pull them up? Not the most recent numbers, no. But does that mean that's how he's going to perform here with the talent that we have and all that good stuff? No. And plus, he's going to be under Coach Kalen DeBoer. And so I'm interested to see how they mesh. Uh, maybe, you know, he can kind of add a different perspective or kind of a different, uh, you know, ideology to this offense. We'll have to see, but I think it's solid. Then lastly, real quick, because I know we got to go to break, and then I'll let you just open up and just have at it, because I know you probably got so many things to say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Coach. It's Monday, man. I'm, I'm trying to keep the people happy. No, no, no. Look, look, look. Oh, matter of fact, I was, uh, uh I went to celebrate one of my friend's birthday, uh, birthday's, uh, I think Saturday or whatever, and, and um, ran into a, a gentleman. He, he pulled me in and was like, hey, man, I love listening to you and your dad, man. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. So, uh, uh anyway, so Coach Ellis, uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I think up and coming coach, right? I mean, he's, you know, Comes from Western Kentucky. I mean, I guess he was at USC for the quarterback coach. Georgia Southern. Yeah, but I'm saying it. Look on Wikipedia, it says he was a 2018 USC quarterback coach. Uh, Western Kentucky. Yeah, he was Georgia with Clayton White. Clayton, remember oh, Clayton? Uh, yeah, was that yeah, Southern yeah, yeah. Cal, and then got fired, and he went to, to Georgia Southern. So I'm sure he took some of his staff with him. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. It's like you've been saying, you know, the tight end coach position is kind of like just to put somebody on your staff, it's probably actually good for somebody that's kind of up and coming, somebody that you respect. They're still kind of getting their feet wet in the coaching world. We all know that's typically what they do with the tight end coaching position. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's a young guy, played quarterback. I, look, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's just you're filling that space with maybe a, a prospect as a coach. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at either one of these hires, but I'm not going to sit there and go, and be, oh, man, let's go. We're back. Like, no, no, I mean. It's to be determined. Now, I think they could do some really good stuff. Uh, but I think Clay Helton is the guy I'm thinking about. Clay Helton yeah. from Southern Cal, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I'm, that, that's all I'm going to wrap up with. Uh, then I can try to follow up with, with whatever you got. But, I mean, look, solid hires. If I had to give them a, a letter grade, the offensive line coach, B, maybe. What? Listen, listen, I just said because he's experienced, you know, the assistant coach, offense coordinator stuff. I, I would say B, maybe B-minus. 
Um, I will I will also add in 2022, Michigan State averaged uh, 113 rush yards per game. And then in 2021, when they had Kenneth Walker, they averaged 168 rushing yards a game. Yeah. There you go. See, so so that's why I think you, Wyatt. That's why I think a B is fair. Because you can't just go off of just the, the most recent. you got to look at the, you know, collective. Well, I don't do, definitely don't do the most recent. No, no, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm saying if we go back <laughs> even further, who, I mean, I'd, I'd be curious to see what North Carolina Well, I mean, you lost Mel Tucker. You mean they had that debacle. Michigan. There's right, a lot right. going on in Michigan right. State. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think if you average all of them together, he's kind of like in the middle, right? You know, because he had a really good season, an average season, then a bad season. We'll just say that's average. I'm giving it a B, right? That's my grade for the line coach. And the tight ends coach, I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's the biggest deal. Uh, who you really hire there? Not really. Uh, I think that's more, to me, that would be more about recruiting and, right. you know, things like that because the tight ends old line coach is going to have to kind of mesh. I mean, you know, uh, it's kind of like with um, Coach Wolford that you like, Sean, you know, you, I mean, not Wolford, but um, Elliot, you no, laughed Elliot. at on Georgia State going to South the offensive line. He's an offensive line coach. They were bad at the offensive line last year. So you understand, you know, and the recruiting. So you, you understand how some of these things kind of go hand in hand. All right, let's hit a break. Why? When I come back, I'll give my thoughts. Let's get the reality TV, but it's not the reality <laughs> TV as you know it, like the Kardashians. This is real. This for this is for real, for real TV that I'm gonna give you the oh, real man. heads up about these coaches. And it's not 100, percent you know. But but this has been just real thinking, I should say, because what you're saying is just find you're trying to find a positive for the fan base and that's a good thing that why these are good hires. But when you when you when all you have to judge on though the last seventeen years with Nick Saban and the staff that he had in Tuscaloosa, then you look at these these dudes that you never heard of. I mean you can't be talking about they would be higher yet. They gotta prove something. So I'll talk about that. We'll get to NATO's we got some sound I believe from NATO's from Big win this weekend down in Tuscaloosa. Uh, that was a fun time. They go for the century mark once again. So we got a lot to talk about here in the next forty minutes. Alright, your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, Tuscaloosa's high in the upper 50s at 59, clear tonight below 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 63, the high Wednesday at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back. Let's do this thing right here as we're talking about the two new coaches for Kalen DeBoer. The staff is filled. Spring practice two weeks away from today. We are ready to rock and roll to get into some down. I used to call it down and dirty talk about Alabama football as we look at spring rosters. We're going to get into all of that, breaking down players, 
We're going to get into meathead football, which is what we love to do here on the Miller's Edge. Number for the show, in case I didn't give that out, 205-342-9904. Don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9, absolutely free. Why read your thoughts, questions, comments right here. If you uh, don't have a chance to call in or trying to be slick at work, whatever it is, uh, we got that covered uh, for you. All right, my thoughts here. Let's start with Ellis. Um, this guy has coached big-time football, you know, at Southern Cal. Say we won't, you know, about the Pac-12 anyway. But he's been around. He's coached uh, some big-time football. He's been around big-time players. He understands the, the landscape recruiting, even on the West Coast. Um, but I don't know this hire really means a whole lot, right? I think, if anything, if you can't on the board, you look at a guy because yeah, this guy's not going to come in and, work with tight ends and you're going to see this big explosion of tight end play uh, that's not why you bring him in here I think you bring him in here as a, a just an overall mind he played quarterback uh, he's probably got a good bird's eyes view of the entire offense um, and maybe he's a good recruiter I don't know um, but I don't see any significance uh, with with Ellis because I don't think you can see and go okay this guy is just a great fit. He's a great whatever. I, I don't see it. I, I mean, well, maybe the ties to Alabama. He uh, played at UAB, so that yeah, maybe that's why recruiting. I mean, he knows his area. He knows the areas he played here, so he's not a stranger. So maybe that makes sense. But you're not going to classify that as okay. This is a you know home run hire to whatever. I, I don't. I don't see he asked anything. You, I mean, I think you're better off keeping the guy that you had. To be honest with you, it was that Cox. I mean, oh yeah, I, I think you, you'd been better off just staying with Cox. No doubt. I mean, a guy that's been here, a guy that's been in your program. I think to me, this hire means nothing. I mean, I, I think sometimes if you had Cox here, been here with Coach Saban, he's good enough for Coach Saban. He's definitely good enough for you. Um, if you're going to go get a strange guy that, I mean, maybe once we do our research, we look that there's some relationship there. But I just don't see any significance to this hire. I really don't. I, I think it's just whatever. Um, the offensive line coach now, that's a whole different animal because you're talking about a guy, you lose the Joe Moore award-winning coach. Right, you lose a guy that everybody's excited about. You lose a guy that everybody seems to have a ton of respect for. He's not gone. That's a huge. That's a massive loss, right? And so you have to ask yourself: Okay, did did we get close? Did we do? Did we get an upgrade? Did we lose? So to me, you lose. I mean, I don't care what Kenneth Walker did at Michigan State, right? Kenneth Walker was a special football player. Um, but we look at what the numbers were last year, as Wyatt told us, 2.8, 130-something, whatever it was in the country. Uh, you had no run game. And you're at Alabama, and it's easy to say, oh, well, we got better players, we got better linemen, do we? I, I mean, do we have a better line based on a line that gave up uh, the amount of sacks? We can't say that. I mean, because they're five-stars, you can't say they're better because they didn't play better last year. I mean... We go by, if you want to go by that, those are the, the facts, right? We're 133, 135, whatever it was, I, uh, and as far as protecting the quarterback. Wasn't that good? So I would think, to me, this is the one job that you have to really zero in on. Because you know you're talking about a, a position group that was 
underwhelming, right? Now you bring in a coach that really nobody knows that we all sit here going through Wikipedia and said, oh, well, he's got a plethora of experience because he was at uh, 14,000 programs, right? And you go look at that and you go, well, and then they had this and you try to find stats and you try to support the argument. But the reality is we don't know. I, I don't know enough about him. I can make calls on which I will do. People that maybe he's worked with that I know. Uh, people that I know in the business that say he's this type of coach, that type that I normally do without putting them on blast. But I make those types of calls to people that know this man and say, what type of coach is he? Because to be honest with you, it's not fair for me to say he's a dud or he's a home run hire because I don't know. But looking at the track record, it does not make me shout. It doesn't make me go, wow. Right? It just doesn't. So I'm glad that they got the positions filled. I'm glad that, you know, they're going to be able to go forth and continue to put the game plan in, continue to throw out this offense, even though you got some new coaches that's going to be learning themselves, this offense. Um, I think it's going to be a very weird, unique type of spring practice because I think you're going to have a lot of unknowns. You'll have a lot of uh, different coaches that's trying to, because coaches are all about family. It's all about relationship as well. It's all about gelling. You're going to have a lot of new different pieces that you're trying to, as Kaylin DeBoer looks at the staff, trying to uh, get together. It's going to take a while. Um, I don't know. So I was saying this, Christian. I don't know if you saw my X or tweet. Oh, God. My grade for Kalen DeBoer's staff is somewhat way different than a lot of people have talked about home runs and all this stuff. Who would have figured? I give the staff a C minus. Oh. I give the staff a C minus. I don't see how in the world that you can say and tell me why it's better. Uh, I mean, you lost the two biggest pieces that you had on your coaching staff. The two best solid that's etched in stone, that's done it. The receipts have been paid. Well, you lost those guys, Christian. They're gone. Right. Yeah. Well, when I said B earlier, I was talking about the offensive line coach. I wasn't saying like. No, no, no. I'm, I'm giving an overall grade. Yeah, okay. No, no, I know. I was. I was, Nick, I was. Nick. Nick Sheridan, your offensive coordinator. Let's just be honest. I don't care how much anybody sits here and try to call you and tell you that this is a win. This is not a win. That's a loss. Well, I was going to say you, you made a great point, tight ends coach. I mean, Joe Cox. To me, I mean, I, I think you downgrade. No offense. They downgraded there. Yeah, Joe Cobb's a good coach. Yeah, I mean, and, and no offense, he he was a hell of a recruiter too. Um, yeah, I think you would have been better off keeping him. Uh, and again, I'm not saying Coach Ellis is, is not going to be a good coach. I think he'll be a good coach, but I just think I mean probably could have just kept Joe Cox, and that would have been solid. But look, I, I'll be honest. I mean, retaining. Right, let's let's go over it real quick. You got. And you should have kept Bala too, to be honest with you. you I, got, I, I was about to say I, we, we ended up hiring <laughs> Coach Inge uh, from Washington. I, I, wow. I would have felt better. And I know Coach Bala. He didn't really have an extensive resume either. He still kind of was making his name right, but. But he was respected a lot more than some of these others. Well, I was about to say, I'll be honest. I thought he did a really good job with the inside linebackers last year. I thought they played some some good football. They they played a lot better than the year prior, in my opinion. Um, so I'll be honest with you. If you're saying overall, I'm not too far off from you. I wouldn't do a minus though. I'd probably say C plus. 
I mean, if I'm being overly optimistic, I'd probably say B minus. But if we're being transparent, I'd probably go C plus as of now. That's just currently what I would say. Only because, you know, you lose Scott Huff, Ryan Grubb. To me, um, I, yeah, I, I think those are pretty big losses as of now. Now, we'll kind of see how the staff kind of takes shape. I do think it's interesting, the method they're going with. A lot of guys with coordinator experience, head coaching experience. I mean, that'll give you various inputs uh, from from different, you know, gentlemen in that, that right. meeting room. But the staff is not good. Uh, C-minus. Again, and we're going off of paper, though. But if they go out there. Right well, now, wait, wait, I mean, they got to, they could definitely prove yeah, no, no, me that's, wrong. No, that's what I'm saying. So let's right. just say, let's just, to be fair, now, as, as it looks on paper, right? Because you never know. Coach DeBoer leading them and the way they come together. Hell, if, if they have a 10-2 and two season, I think you got to bump it up. Uh, a no, little no, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm about the curve now. Hey, 100%. Pa- Professor C. Mill passed the pay is about the, the curve. Right. But looking at it as we know today, without ha- them having done anything, C-. minus. I mean, I'm very generous with this C minus because I've been very generous. generous. I know we got to go to break. We're going to talk more about it. But what say you? 205-342-9904. I give this staff a C minus. And it proved me wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong. Please, somebody. I want to be wrong. But when you look at it, I don't even see, I mean, which guy on this staff that you say, yeah, he can go there and be like every team. Because that's how you judge. What team will say, I'll take this guy? Jamarcus we'll talk more about up. it. Oh, sorry. A money back guarantee. Text support to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. On the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, AM WTBC. Again, our store, our show, not store. It's sponsored by a good friend at the Good Feet store, that is, over at Midtown Village. Go check Douglas and the gang out. Try before you buy. They will take care of you good people. And, of course, uh, those, tell you what, man, your knees, your back, your hip, all that pain that you're having could be because you need those inserts in your shoe. Go check them out. Try before you buy two feet at a time. They will make you feel like that you have just been walking on a cloud and a part of heaven. So go see the other good feet store. 205-342-9904. What say you? I say C minus. I've gotten some eggs, some responses, some tweets. Everybody's in the C's. That's about to About say. the coaching staff. Not, Everybody's in the C <laughs> range. They're, not, they're not too bad. They're not too mad at that. I was surprised. I, when I saw that, I was a little nervous. But because it's real, I mean, like I said, it's, these are not coaches that people are kicking down doors to have on their their staff. I mean, I think the timing with with the Grub leaving and all of this stuff happening hurt Kalen DeBoer because I don't think these guys are like his number one choices. I think. And a day where I'm going to talk about this in hour number two, which I'm so mad with these coaches that's bolting, especially head coaches where, like Georgia State and Sean Elliott, that they got to cancel spring, the spring game and spring practice. Drives me nuts when we're sitting here yelling and screaming mad at players for taking advantage of their opportunities. But coaches are doing the same freaking thing. 
And they just don't hurt the team. They hurt the team, right? right. So when you look at the timing of what we're, we're talking about today, they don't have a whole lot. Nobody's just bumping up leaving their programs. I mean, the best coaches you're not going to have at your disposal. So we can sit here and say, as a fan, could I sit here and tell you and make you feel great about these two guys? Could I have given you some? Absolutely. But I don't want to do that because I feel like that's giving false hope. Right? I feel like that's sitting here going and saying, hey, this is why you like this guy. He was here and he coached this guy. And, man, now you got better players out of I mean, there's ways that you can sit here as a fan and say why these are good hires. But right. reality is, nobody's kicking on the door these dudes. They're not big-time hires. Now, could they work? Yes. Could Kalen DeBoer and how he uses them and getting imp- implemented into his system and what he does, could this be? A, yes. But that's, to me, long shots. Well, let, let me say this. I was about to say, I mean, to be fair... I mean, everybody with a small name at some point has to start somewhere, right? And you could compare it to, like, if you think about from a player perspective, you know, you go get a guy out the transfer portal. He comes from a smaller school. A lot of fans probably don't know much about him. You know what I mean? And then he, he gets to Alabama, and then he starts performing well, and he kind of improves, you know, his status, right? He's, he's a lot more, has a lot more notoriety and whatnot. Could that be the case here? I, I think it could. But I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be transparent. I, I will say that on paper, because again, that's this is all this is all speculation on paper. We can't predict the future. It could be phenomenal. It could be terrible. Who knows? But when you do look at it, I, I will say I don't think you're too far off. I mean, to me, if 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 I was going to, uh, all right, let me let me put it like this: when they first announced Kalen DeBoer. I, I thought I was, that's a solid hire, right? I mean, I know he's still kind of, you know, up and coming, so to speak. But, I mean, he's been impressive his last few stops. He wins where he goes. I see all that. Obviously, I think initially my thought was, hey, I'd, I'd love to get somebody from kind of like the tree to kind of help kind of keep this foundation that we've built so it didn't feel like we're completely resetting. But that's the direction we went. But, again, I, I think Caleb DeBoer, great head football coach. Now, from that – when I thought of the, the offensive side of the coaching staff, I felt like it was an upgrade. You know, the Ryan Grubb, Scott Huff, Jamarcus Shepard, those guys, and retaining Robert Gillespie, right? I thought I, all those things were great. Um, and then defensively, where, where I kind of slowly started saying, ah, uh, is when we didn't retain T-Rob. I know it's already done, and, and, and they interviewed him, they tried. I, I get all that. But if I'm being honest, I think if we could have – if in a, in a perfect world, you hire Kalen DeBoer, you keep Ryan Grubb, Scott Huff, those guys, Marcus Shepard. Defensively, you retain T-Rob. You obviously retain Freddie Roach. Uh, you know, a few guys from that staff, maybe hire a couple other guys. To me, I think that would have been a, a B-plus, borderline, A-minus staff. Would you agree? Where would you rank that staff? If they had T-Rob as a coordinator, Freddie Roach, several other uh, you know key pieces, Basically, a lot more stability or, or retention. I would be A minus B plus. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about. So I think A minus B plus if, if that was a staff. But then you don't retain T Rob. So that, that was where I kind of was like, okay, this is a little interesting. And then, you know, obviously, you, you, I get the perspective people are excited because everybody they hired has like head coaching experience, this and that. But again, you, these guys are all 
new, right? I mean, they're all none of them really work with each other, if I'm understanding this correct. Uh, but looking at who, who we've got now, you got Kane Womack, defensive coordinator. I hear a lot of good stuff about him, but again, the defense is going to be totally different. He's, you know, he, he's not. I, I wouldn't label him a home run hire at all. Um, Coach Mo Linguist, uh, again, I, I mean, I, I get the experience, but I, I wouldn't say that either. Colin Hitchler, people say great, good things about him, but still, I'm just not. I say all that to say, I mean, I, I just, I think you're kind of in the right ballpark, if I'm being honest. And it kind of hurts for me to say, because I would love to argue with you right now, but only thing I can Dang. say is I would say C+. Plus. No, they're not C+. Plus. No, 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 I would say C+. Plus. Only because I still, no, no, to answer your question, that's where I, I got sidetracked. I'm going to go C+, because I think uh, Kalen DeBoer, great head coach. You still got Jamarcus Shepard, Robert Gillespie. I think those are two really good football coaches, right? You got Roach. You got Roach on defense. Um, and, and then, like I said, the other Wouldn't guys, you say Roach is the best defensive guy they got? I, I would say so, but it might be coming from bias because I'm close to Roach. That's my guy. I mean, I've known him for a while. I'm, like, I'm really, really close with him. But I do think he's a great coach, great recruiter. Uh, but you got to say best coach because not. Yeah, I no, get no, that. I know, I know, I, I do. But I'm saying like, if I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm probably gonna be biased too, though, because I mean, again, I'm, you know, that's my guy. But yeah, I think he is the best coach when you look at it, because I'm looking at, I mean, Mo Linguist again. I just don't really know anything about him. I know he's got some experience here and there, but I just don't, you know. Um, but again, we'll see. But I, I promise you. I, what I'm looking forward to seeing is how they mesh together because I don't think people understand this. Like, it's just like it's no different than you having a meeting with a bunch of people at work. Like, not everybody's going to think the same. It's really important that you're able to work together. And you, like, you and I both know. I mean, like, when you when you go in and get a bunch of people from different places, I mean, like, sometimes, especially when people are like, this guy was a coordinator, this guy's a coordinator. You don't think there might be potential for some guys kind of like, oh, I wouldn't do it this way. And then it kind of starts. That's what I'm a little. I wouldn't say I'm concerned about that, but I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. You know what I mean? Well, here's the bottom line. I mean, the bottom line is this: everybody's going to hinge their vehicle, so to speak, hook their vehicle to Kalen Labor, right? And based on what he's accomplished as a head coach, right? That's what Alabama fans are hitching everything on right now. Because they, if they're honest, they don't know these dudes either, right? And they, they look and they read and they go on Twitter and they listen to our shows and, right? And, and some, and I'm sure Ryan's going to have a much more positive spin because he's a fan, right? Ryan's going to give you 100% positive. Nothing wrong with that. He's going to give the people what they want to hear. But the reality is, if these guys were at Auburn, if these guys were anybody else, from what Alabama is accustomed to and what we've seen, and I noticed a totally different error because saving the goat gone, right? They don't measure up. Now, it does not mean that they can't. They could, they could blow all of our minds and be wonderful. And this, this staff jails, I talked about that. You just mentioned it. You got to be able to jail as coaches. Yep. Cause the reality is on staffs, a lot of times these coaches don't even like each other. That's true. Right? I mean, so all that has to work. And that's why I'm saying this, this timing of these two hires to me is very interesting and how they're going to be a part of the staff going forward. That's why Cox to me should have stayed. Ballard should have stayed. I mean, they had guys that should have stayed on the staff that 
he would have been better suited right now, in my opinion. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. We got phone calls we want to get to when we get back. 205-342-9904. Quick time out. Love to continue to get your thoughts on this because I don't know. I, I'm not overwhelmed with any of these guys, and especially the offensive line. I'm concerned. I'm concerned what's going on with an area that I thought was going to be huge with Kalen DeBoer when you had the offense intact before last week and two guys are not gone. I'm a little bit concerned. What are you? That's the question I ask. Be back in a moment. Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Monday edition of The Game, we're going to recap a very busy weekend on the Capstone. We'll talk to Drew DeArmond. We'll talk to Mark Houston. We'll take your phone calls all starting at 2 p.m. on the Monday edition of The Game on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest running sports program. When you see it. More importantly, when she sees it. VentureandOsmond.com. McFarland Boulevard between Edgar's and local routes. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high in the upper 50s at 59. Clear tonight below 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 63. The high Wednesday at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. On Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Again, the show is presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Try before you buy. I've got nothing to lose. Head on over to Midtown Village now. Check out the Good Feet Store or go to goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment mm-hmm. and find the nearest location to you. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. We're talking about the coaching hires, offensive line coach, tight ends coach. Let's head to the phone lines. 205-342-9904 is the number. Leon, you're up first on the Miller's Edge. How are you today, sir? Leon, you there? Going once, twice. We'll circle back. We'll see if uh, Leon wants to call back, get back on the line. Let's head on over to Tommy from Romulus. Tommy, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How are y'all? Doing well, sir. How are you? Hey, Tommy. Well, we went 5-0 and in softball. We went 3-0 and in baseball. In basketball, we went 2-0. We, our homestand, we went 10-0 and this weekend. Absolutely. We were undefeated uh, here in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Yeah, we had a good weekend, and and we pulled up an upset up in New York in men's tennis beating USC, so that was a surprise. Yeah, so, been a great weekend. Really has. How many of those games did you catch, Tommy? I mean, we went to all five of them in softball. I didn't catch because it was just like an hour apart, so you couldn't. Yeah, basketball. I mean, 
Man, that game was sold out. So there was no way. So, you know, I guess I could have gone Sunday and watched the last two innings after softball. But, nah, I don't. If I'm going to watch a game, I want to watch the whole game. And so, you know. But uh, yeah. I'm glad the women came back in the fourth quarter. It looking bad. I mean, we listened to it on the radio coming home. But kind of tough. But we pulled it through. Miss Barker. I wish she had two or three more years for Alabama. She getting better. She got a thousand points, right? Was that Barker that got the thousand? Yes, yes. Yeah, Shout out to, uh, is it Sarah Ashley? Is that her first name? Yes. Good for her. That's Jay's daughter. Yep. That's awesome. Um, she's, she's a baller. Though. I like how she plays. Tough. Oh, yeah. I wish we had about five or six more of her and she had two or three more years. I mean, she just... She could get us over the hump into the maybe the middle of the pack or the top five. And I mean, they're a really good basketball team, but you know where the women's basketball mega is. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. SEC. I mean, you got nice. legendary coach. You got Dallas Daly, two national championships in South Carolina. You have the late at Summit, Tennessee with Summit. You got Kel Monkey with three, two at Bale, now one at LSU. You got some named coaches in this league, and the talent in this league is tough. And I mean, to get to the middle of the pack to me is an accomplishment. Uh, Mommy got the 20th win in women basketball. People said, that's going to be difficult. Yes, it is in this league. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a huge deal because, because they don't pay attention to women's basketball. I do. I was at the game. Yesterday against Georgia, I mean Georgia had South Carolina on the ropes until really uh, late part of that third quarter. I mean they, that that zone that they were running really gave them a lot of trouble. And Don Staley talked about this because so, College Game Day for women women's basketball was here. Um, you know the SEC has teams like Alabama and Georgia, teams like that. I mean Alabama is much better than Georgia, but they are good teams. And if you don't go out and play your best basketball, you can lose. And, and so. Uh, you know, we talk about football, we talk about men's basketball, all teams that have the potential to NCAA tournament men's basketball, but women's basketball is no joke either, and I don't think it, it as as strong as it has been in the past, but there's still some good basketball for sure. Sure. I mean, this conference is good in sports, softball, baseball, gymnastics, you name it. I mean, we got some of the teams competing for Final Four. I mean, it's just a part of the league, and well, Tommy, you know, because I know we're getting close to the top of the hour and I can hold you over, but what do you think about my grade for this coaching staff after the two hires today? I gave them a C minus. It's passing. I mean, C minus gets you a nice job. You still can get your papers and put them on your wall. But uh, you're not going to be, you know, SEC a la boom coon. Well, I agree with you. It's about a C minus or C. I mean, I mean, I know nothing about these guys. You hear them well they done, he made the rounds. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you heard the Ron Grubb name, you heard the other one, you got excited. I mean, there's no, yeah, yeah, raw, raw for these guys. I, I, I know that sounds mean, but I'm not excited about them yet. They got to prove to me. You know what I'm saying? I got to, they got to win us over. You got to pick to be at Alabama. You got to, you got to earn that right to stay at Alabama be successful and move on. I mean, this is your chance. I don't know. I mean, I really know nothing about them. And they just, yeah, I think the middle of the road right now. 
Yeah, okay. man, it's just, I get it. You want to be crazy optimistic. I get it. As a fan, I understand it. But the reality is, come on. I mean, we, the, the standard here, and I said we from the standpoint, I haven't been no a part of this, you know, Alabama's Christian been in 14, 13, 14. And you guys have been there much longer. And you know the history much more than I do. But I'm just saying, I've covered Nick Saban. I covered SEC when I was even got here. And this program was a whole nother beast and an animal. And it's still finished as an animal. I just have, I'm having a hard time to see, to see this whole transformation of Kalen DeBoer and the staff with a bunch of no names. I mean, that's, no names meaning the history. I mean, meaning receipts, right? It's not so much the name, but what have you done? Cause you've been somewhere a long time and coach at numerous places don't mean that you're a good coach. To me, it tells me that maybe you're not so good because you got to move around too much. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they just don't grab you. I mean, and right now in college football coaches' staff, and we talk about this, people are bailing wanting to go to the NFL, and there's a lot of no-name defense, offense, and line coach nobody ever heard of. But they're going to make a name. This is an opportunity for them to make a name for themselves. Well, they're going to have more than a chance to do that, starting with the spring and and uh, of course, this season is going to be a huge year for Alabama football. The year without King Saban. Tommy from Ramos, we love you, brother. Always, we appreciate you. All right, man. Talk to you later. Be good. There he goes, Tommy from Ramos. Talk- Offers on them right now. You can get a ten dollars bonus reward when you buy a pair. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wire. Couple pieces of NBA news. First, the big story: the Brooklyn Nets firing head coach Jacques Vaughn after two plus seasons with the team. This year, Brooklyn struggled with a 21 and 33 record and currently sit in 11th place in the Eastern Conference. And that record includes a huge 50 point loss to the Boston Celtics in their final game before the All Star break. And in his tenure with Brooklyn, Vaughn went 71 and 68 in the regular season, but 0 and 8 in the playoffs. In other NBA news, Adrian Wojnarowski with a report saying that the Timberwolves are signing guard Mike Conley Jr. to a two-year $21 million contract extension. And in NASCAR, after being postponed due to rain yesterday, the Daytona 500 on schedule to be raced today, 4 o'clock Eastern time on Fox. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Good Monday, everybody. If you're just not joining us, hope you're doing well. 205-342-9904. We're talking about the new hires for Alabama tight ends coach. We got an offensive line coach. Staff is complete. We've given out a grade. I gave my grade. It's at a C minus. I got a lot of tractions happening on Twitter uh, on my grade. Uh, of course, not shocked that the GOAT has responded about my grade. Uh, one thing she said... 
Christian, I'd love to see what you think about this. All right. She, she says, um, just tune in to Pastor Payne on the Mill's Edge. You know better than anyone. It's three components to the offensive line. The OL, the OC, the QB. You don't think the offensive scheme helped that team win the Joe Moore Award last year? She wants me to name my top four offensive line coaches in the SEC right now. Shit, wait. Hmm. Listen, I know what she's trying to say about the three components, right? She's trying to say one of the things she's saying, well, the passing game, for one, which I'm assuming she's talking about, because Alabama's one of the worst in the country at, at giving up sacks, right? Last year. One of the, one of the absolute worst in the country. Now, a lot of that was, I would say, it was Miro's fault because he held on to the ball too long. We whoa, talked whoa, whoa, about hold that. On. Now, I wouldn't say a lot. I would say partially. But well, not part a lot. of it. Maybe think, the wrong think about choice. Early on in the season, Caden no. Proctor was getting beat like a drum. They were running right around the edge, and he couldn't. True that. So, yeah, but True no, I, I would say it's 30% Miro's fault on some of those. Miro probably attributed Miro, to about 30%. Some of, of those. his fault. Let's just, just say some. Say 30%. I wouldn't say I was wrong, bad choice of words. Some of it. Because he did hold the ball too long, which drove me nuts, and I Correct. want him to get rid of the ball. But a lot of that, she said, OC, which she's talking about, you got to be able to call plays better in order that he gets the ball out of his hands, right? That is a predetermined call. Men like, hey, we know we're going to football. The OC can scheme a defense to where that ball is out. Quick throw, zip screen, bubble screens, slants, things like like that where the ball is snapped and out of the hands of the quarterback. That will take those sack numbers down. So I think she's mentioning those things. But let's just be real. But he controls nothing when it comes to the running game. Because the running game is about a willingness to run the football. And Alabama was a man team more than a zone-blocking team. They were a team mano a mano. You know, they talked about it. And this is what really angered me last year. Because we had Latham, we had Tyler Booker at the SEC, media days, and all we heard, all we heard, how we're going to make people quit. We're going to get back to the Bama standard. All we heard was how big and how physical this offensive line was. And the reality of it, they look like Tarzan. But they played like Jay. They weren't, none of the things that they talked about at the SEC media days, right? They had dudes run around them like they were stuck in mud. Dudes that, like at Texas, the defensive end, who looks like he's an all Big 12 player, that shouldn't have been that way. Now, he did get Caden Proctor a lot, so we get that, freshman. My point is, now you got a coach, right? You lose the Joe Moore award-winning coach. Everybody was high on, and one of the reasons why I even said I was fine with the offense. With Ryan Grubb, offensive line coach, but I felt like, okay, that's going to translate. You got you got everybody in place with Kalen Abor. Now, when those two guys left last week, the spin becomes, well, it doesn't really matter because it's Caitlin DeBoer's offense. Everybody switched. It's unbelievable to me. What do you mean it don't freaking matter? It does matter. 
You got your OC. He calls the plays. Not Kalen DeBoer. Ryan Grubb called the plays. What do you mean it doesn't matter? An offensive line coach is huge. One development, mentality, it matters. Now you're giving me a guy that all I got to go on is a Wikipedia that says, well, he's been at some places. Okay. But that's a loss to me. That's a massive loss to me. Because he's going to come in with his style. So now, is Caitlin board going to say, hey, we want to be more zone, we want to be more small, right? Because the offensive line weren't that big. The center that Bama has right now, very undersized. And we're going to move these guys. We're going to pull these guys, right? We want them to be good in space. Alabama has big guys. So something's got something's to give here. You lose Cox, who's a good recruiter, good coach, on Nick Saban's staff, you don't bring him back. And then you go hire a guy from Georgia Southern that came with Clay Helton. Maybe he's a good coach. I don't know. He was. I mean, you keep going to Southern. I mean, he was at Southern Cal. I think one year, maybe two. One one year he. Was but I'm just saying Anderson. he came down with Clay Helton. That but was I don't quite, even think that, that. But that's not the most impressive thing about it. The most impressive thing was he. I think two years ago had Georgia Southern like the 18th ranked offense in the country as he was the offensive coordinator. I don't really care. Oh, well, that's about really him. good. Right. And if anything, I think to me, I think he's actually an okay. Oh, that was a hire. joke, by the way. I don't think that's that's great. 18th in, at Georgia Southern. 18th nationally. At Georgia Southern. 18th nationally. That includes I everybody. I know, but he was at Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, my point nationally. is, I'm not buying what, that. What do you, that. It's not, that ain't it's like not, he did in the I'm, I'm not, It's not, nobody's trying to tell you to buy it, but I'm saying, you. so you'd, you'd rather just say, oh, well, he coaches Southern Cal, which didn't mean crap, just because it's Southern Cal. Well, people going to no, use no, that. No, one year, no you're use using that. that. And I'm saying, to me, I'm more impressed by him having the 18th rank. I'm offense. not impressed at all. Don't use that word. Don't put that in my mouth. Oh, I'm not so impressed he, at all. Oh, I forgot. You just can't even. The word impressed can't come out of your mouth. Why am I? But why would I be impressed with because Ellis? Because an 18th ranked offense is impressive. I'm not saying that means he's a home run hire. I'm just saying, like, this is what I'm talking about. To me, like, the difference between you and me is I can point out positives in people. Isn't that without saying, like, I'm glazing them or it's a home run hire? I'm not saying that. But if you deny that having the 18th ring offense in the country is not impressive, then you're delusional. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. The 18th ring offense, right. that, to me, that, that's worth If he knowing. did it against top nine, I bet if you go look at the defense in that conference. he had the same type of people in that conference. It was not like he was playing down. He was at Georgia Southern. I'm just saying that oh it was an 18th ring offense. That's now, there you go. You're back to Christian now. Good. You're back to homerism one-on-one. That's how, how is that homerism? I just said I thought Joe Cox would have been a better hire to keep to retain Joe Cox. What then are you why are you arguing argue me with my I'm. I wasn't arguing with you. But the point. The point was, you just keep saying. Well, you keep bringing up that he coached at Southern Cal, and I was just saying, I don't. Even, I'm just I'm giving not people sure a little history lesson. That's where he was. But well, that's I'm how he adding, got to Georgia, and I'm Southern. adding to your What's history lesson home? that after he left George uh, Southern Cal at Georgia Southern, he had the 18th rank. What did he do at Southern Cal? Was he was he the offensive coordinator at Southern Cal? No, sir. He was a quarterbacks coach, okay. I believe. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. To me, I'm more impressed by. 
you know, coordinating an offense to the 18th ranked uh, offense of the country versus you being at a school like Southern County as being the quarterback's coach. With that being said, I'm sure he also can help, you know, be involved maybe in coaching quarterbacks. Obviously, he's responsible for the tight ends, but he played quarterback. I mean, Nick Sheridan, I mean, I guess he technically played quarterback. I don't know, but I'm just saying that's a plus. I'm just looking at that. But let's, let's, let's break this down real quick. All right. Offensive coordinator, Nick Sheridan, what's your grade there? D. What? D is in David. Okay, yeah, I, I would give it more so. Do you try to be I'll, nice? I'm not being Nick nice. Sheridan I'll, is, I'll, I'll give Nick Sheridan hire is is a fail. That's one. Of the, this is the biggest fail he's had on the staff. I'm just Period. giving it a C because he promoted from within the guy knows the system. He's got Kalen DeBoer probably really heavily involved, so I'm giving it a C. Um, so you say he's got to have a tutor to be good? No, what I'm saying was if if Nick Sheridan was Nick Sheridan from. Uh, I don't know, some small school, UAB, and they hired him, then I would give it a D. But it's Nick Sheridan that he's been on this staff. Now he'll be under Kalen DeBoer. I'm going to give it a C. Uh, Jamarcus Shepard, I'm giving that an A. What about you? An A? I'll probably give him a B minus. I mean. I like him. So, so I'm not even going to go down this list because we might as well end it there. I mean, if you're going to give him a B minus, I mean. But I, how can I give him, what do you got to go on to give him an A? He did a damn good job with those receivers at Washington. And you've been you and you've been one of the loudest people and in, in, in as vocal as anybody about we don't have a number one receiver. The wide receivers at Alabama are not the same. To me, that's a huge upgrade. No offense to, to Coach Wiggins. Uh, it's not disrespectful, but I'm just being honest. In my opinion, I think from a coaching standpoint, I think that's a that's a, a major upgrade. I'm I'm giving it an A because I, I, he's going to be a heck of a recruiter okay. here at Alabama. And I think he's a good football coach. I gave him a B. B minus is not a bad grade, but that's why I didn't say it's bad. But I'll be honest with you, he's he ain't good enough yet to get a night. I that, think that, he needs a little bit more. That's that's all right. That's that's fair. But what I'm saying is honestly, there's no point in saying the rest because to me, I I think he's probably the, the the best coach on this list, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I, I like Roach. You. I like Gillespie. I'm still not giving that. What would you What would you give Gillespie? B. Fair, I guess. Uh, and I give Roach a B because I don't think Roach is the best position coach, but I think if you combine his recruiting prowess and being around former player or every I gotta give him a B. I think he's okay. I think he, he's not the best coach as far as helping guys rush the passer if you would ask me. If I'm looking at it. Hmm. But I give him a B. Good guy, good dude. You got you had had that he was a he was a must have, just like T Rob I feel like was a must have. Gillespie was a must have and I felt like Cox should have been a must have at the tight ends coach Rather than the guy we've been sitting there talking well, about. Well, I wouldn't say he's a must-have. I, do I think he would have probably been a better option, in my opinion? Sure. But, I mean, again, they, they, they might know something we don't. I mean, maybe this guy's a, you know, a young, bright mind. Again, he, he did. Uh, he's coming with offensive coordinator experience. We'll have to see. But, again, I guess this is all just looking at it on paper. Hopefully, it's just a lot better. But I, I would say, overall, I would say B-. minus. Um Maybe C plus, but I, I'm gonna honest. I think I'm gonna say B minus is overall, just because I, I. You don't want to agree? No, no, no. Originally I said B minus or C plus, but I'm, I'm saying now that I'm looking at the whole staff all together again, I'm gonna go B minus just because I, I like Shep, I like uh, Gillespie, I like Roach. Um, what about a coach? Let's go defense real quick before we go to break. What about Womack and what about the other co head coach from? I just Buffalo? lost. I just lost the list. Hold on, let me find it again. Uh, Womack, what grade would I give him? 
Yes. Uh, I'd probably say C plus, only because I, I, I'll be honest with you. I know he might be an up and comer, but the, the defensive scheme maybe it'll be different here. But from what I've watched and what I've seen, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Just being honest. Well, real quickly, by the way, that they are official. Speaking of Kane Womack, is, he is official. Now as the defense coordinator of Alabama, he's just growing up in the SEC. You know what it means to play football in Tuscaloosa. Watching Alabama football from the outside, it all—it was always intimidating, and you always want to be a part of something truly special. Um, so that's what Womack, who's now we're starting to see these guys are in like Flynn. So they're committed, contracts are signed. So there you go, Kane Womack, the defense coordinator of Alabama. Quick timeout. Let's continue this conversation. I think it's interesting, and uh, I love to hear what fans say. But you know. I understand. Y'all want to hear the the, the the rosy, rosy crimson tide moon. I understand that. But what do you think? I'd love to hear. Oh, with approved credit. PTG Outdoors, open Monday through Friday, 8 till 5, in the old Ellen L. Marine location in Northport. Call 333-1605. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high in the upper 50s at 59. Clear tonight below 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 63. The high Wednesday at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Wednesday. Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back. Kane Womack, defense coordinator of Alabama, is official. Matter of fact, head coach Kalen DeBoer saying, uh, I'm reading here on X. He's one of the best minds in college football. So we're talking about grades of Alabama's coaching staff. Now that it's complete, what grade would you give Alabama coaching staff? I tweeted out on X. Uh, I'm at a C minus. Christian is torn between. I'm at a B minus. You went from a C plus to B minus. I said a B minus or a C plus originally. That's why I said either or. And I was kind of wavering back and forth. And I said, I'm, I'm going to go with the B minus because again, I look at it like this. I like the head coach. I think he's a great head coach. And you got, uh, uh, look, I, I get Nick Sheridan. I'm not huge on as being an offensive coordinator, but in my opinion, as I'm starting to learn more about coach DeBoer, it's not, I think he's very much a, have a lot of people involved and a lot of input. So I don't think, you know, just because Nick Sheridan's the offensive coordinator, I don't think it's truly like, hey, we just hired Nick Sheridan as offensive coordinator. I think it's more so, you know, he'll he'll install the offense, right? You know, he'll, he'll coach guys up. But I think Kalen DeBoer is really going to be, you know, he's going to owner-operator, right? He's going to be running the ship. And then you got, I like Jamarcus Shepard. I like Gillespie. So offensively, I still, that's what I'm saying. To me, that's still around a a B minus area. The offensive line coach, I'm not going to give him as much flack as you are. It doesn't blow me away, but I think it, it could have been worse. I think he's experienced. Uh, so again, I think, that's what I, said. I think the B minus range is, is a little more accurate for me. And again, that's just right now looking at it on paper. Um, let me ask you this though. All right. Cause I'm at B minus, you're at C minus. Now, if they go, because I know we've said you're saying you're saying like nine and a half wins, so I'm just gonna say if they look, if they go if they go ten and two, what, what right do you here. think you 
Yes, that's a great year. What would you change your grade to then as a whole, right? You're at C I'm definitely going to B range. So they're in the B range. If they go nine and three, still B range or? No. So you think they got to go 10 wins? To they got to get 10 wins to be in the B range for me. I, I think this team can easily, I said before even Vegas put this number out a week or so ago, I said nine and a half is what it was going to be. No, you said eight I, and a half. No, I said Initially nine and a half. Initially you said eight and a half. I remember you said eight and a half. No. I said nine. I thought nine and three because my record was nine and three. No, no, you, well, you said I, eight and a half. Then you said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, this, okay. that goes to nine. But I'm thinking this team can can be eight and four, too. So I'm, we, th- I'm thinking this team, I, listen, it's Alabama. The A does still mean something, right? And it's easy for us to sit here and go to Alabama and just say that they're going to just show up and beat a lot of these teams. I just, the team that's coming back, I can't say that. I can't say that right now here in February with, with, with Kane Womack, with another deep coordinator and Maurice Lindquist, who I know zero about that everybody's going to coach the DBs, right? Um, I mean, we got, we got three co-defensive coordinators, right? Basically. Something like that. Well, well you said We got Kane as a D coordinator. Then we got two co's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Hitchler from Wisconsin. Then we got the Lakers co. I which I know they, a lot of, they had to do that to get those Well, titles are for money and getting up the years. I understand all that. But my point is, you know, Angie from Washington, that, that linebacker, we, we, we like Bala. We wish that, that we could stay. But I don't know, man. There's nothing. There ain't nobody you can sell me. And I know that the fact that we're on, we're local radio. I get it. My hope is that they are better. But man, I'm just telling you, based on what, what's been, been in Tuscaloosa, and I know all these dudes. Based on these dudes, I ain't feeling it yet. They're going to have to prove it. And to me, this team can win eight, eight games. It may win 10 games. So I think their, their, their range is between 8 and 10. I think it can go south. And if they go a little north, get some luck here down the road, they might get 10. I'm assuming. I don't know. But we're going to we'll learn a lot more from the spring practice, and that's two weeks from today. If you want to give her the big stuff, you've got to see these diamonds. Venturendosman.com, a little tricky to find on McFarland Boulevard between Edgar's and local routes. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. great conversation that we wanted to move in and, and uh, talk some NATO, some basketball, but this has been very hot with the coaches hires on today. So let's go to my man, Wyatt. We got a lot of app messages. Those are free for you, Ty, 100.9 free download. Please, we love to utilize that every single day. Wyatt, take it away, my friend. Yeah, this first comment here from Boss says, "Who do you? Th- what do you think about our offensive line? And then who do you think is going to be the most dominant offensive lineman? I like the, I like the interior. I do like uh, the newcomer from Washington, I, I watched him. I mean, his versatility, uh, being undersized, being able to run some offense where you can get him outside, pull even. I love the guards. 
you know, I think they have so much experience. I love Tyler Booker to a degree. I don't think Tyler played his best football, but the guy I love is Roberts. Roberts bring that nasty, and he plays offensive line like guys I used to love going up against with uh, Williams, Eric Williams of Dallas and Mark Tuone, these guys at Kansas City, the, the Hogs. Uh, I mean, guys that had, <laughs> they finished blocks. They did those things that those guys talked about at SEC Media Day. They were nasty. And I think, man, Roberts is that dude. Uh, and I saw him do it last year. I mean, he played very physical, uh, flat back, you know, good drive blocker. Um, but I do like the interior. The biggest question for Alabama on the offensive line is going to be the outside, which has been a problem uh, this, uh, last year with Caden Proctor and the other guys. Give, even Latham at times giving up some sacks. So, But the interior of the offensive line I like, but Roberts to me, I don't know about you, Christian, but he's my dude. Yeah, I agree with uh, with all that. Uh, I think the interior is going to be very solid. I mean, I give them probably a uh, in terms of you know Parker Brailsford center. Then uh, I really like Rob- Jaden Roberts as well, and then uh, Tyler Booker. Those two guys tackles. We'll we'll have to see you know who fills those two voids left by Caden Proctor and uh, J C Latham. However, uh, I think there's some young guys, man, or some good football players. I think will step up, but. The biggest thing to me with the offensive line is I'm, I'm looking to see how they, they transition to this new offensive scheme uh, that we've talked about. But just as a reminder, again, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, going from, you know, the power running game and, you know, a lot of duos, you know, you know, double teams climbing to the backers. Now they're going to be uh, asked to, to be a lot more uh, agile, a lot more lateral movement, a lot more uh, pulling going on. Uh, just so I'm, I'm curious to see how those guys transition to that style of blocking scheme, but I think they'll be fine. Um, what was the next one, Watt? Next one from KJ. He took some time away from his three women over there. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, remember, uh, DeBoer let Joe Cox go because he thought Grubb would be the offensive coordinator. Not sure how that would work to offer him the job back now, talking about Joe Cox. Mm-hmm. Corey, what grade do you give South Carolina staff on paper, let alone any other coaching staff in the SEC? <laughs> Bama staff is currently a B minus on paper. I'm with them on that. Yeah. Well, I would the, I, the grade I give Carolina offensive staff is a C. Um, you think, I, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I offensive like, or total? That's total. I, I like the fact that Sean Elliott is coming in because I know what type of offensive line coach he is. Uh, the all current offensive line coach is a younger guy. They didn't do well last year. Not born. They had a ton of injuries. They had 12 guys hurt. They rotated uh, starting lineups. Um, you know, Justin just left to go to Illinois with Brett Bellamba, uh, a guy that recruited well, very good uh, uh, teacher, Xavier Leggett, one of the top wide receivers in the SEC. So I give them a C. Um, you got them higher like than Clay, South Carolina? I, I mean, higher than Alabama? No, C is hot better than a C minus. Yeah, so you yeah, 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 they're Carolina better than Alabama. Is... Yeah, I like Shane Beamer. I like I like Clayton White. I thought the, the last four games the defense played extremely well. I like. I mean, yeah, for sure. They got a new runners back coach. They got a new wide receiver coach from Texas A&M who was a OC at A&M. Um, they got a lot of new pieces on the coaching staff and the special team coach who, uh, who coached me, Joe Dickamillis, uh, Dan Reeves, son-in-law, coached me with the Giants, with Dan Reeves with the Giants. I know him and his family very well. Talked with them the other night. Uh, outstanding special teams coach. And by the way, he was at Texas just last year. Uh, comes over to South Carolina. So, um, and I'm being, and I could go C plus. And, and matter of fact, I am going C plus because I forgot about Joe Dickamillis as the special teams coordinator. So I give South Carolina a C plus. Bama's a C minus, uh, with a lot of unknowns. 
Yeah, I know that's definitely you got your your garnet glasses on for that one for sure. See, like I gave them my A, I gave them freaking C. C plus, dude, dude. You give that staff a C plus. Come on, man. You got garnet glasses on. Uh, Joe Dickamillis is a freaking. Go check it. Now, hit, hit, this is resume. Never go heard check of him. him. Is that what you Because you don't pay attention to NFL football, but if you played and you <laughs> see, you know he's been around. Uh, a top-notch program has some of the best special teams in the, in I'm the sure league. I'm sure he does. I'm being yeah. funny. I haven't heard of him, but I'm sure he's no. a great coach. But I'm not going to give them no C-plus, no damn special teams coach. Come on, man. Beamer Get ball. Do you, do, you remember, do you remember Virginia Tech Beamer ball? Frank Beamer? You probably don't even see. That's what I'm saying. I, I know Frank Beamer from Virginia Tech, but, uh, buddy, they got Shane. I don't know if you remember, right? It's just Shane, not Frank, who's the head coach of South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, look, like I said, I've, I've, if you want to give them a C plus, I think that's fine. But there's no way you're going to say they're better than Alabama State. I, I get you might not be a fan of Nick Sheridan, OC. I'm not, you know, I don't think it's a, a sexy hire. You're not either. a fan either. I just said it. You're going to let me finish? I just said it. I don't think it's a sexy hire either. But again, it's promoting from within and Coach DeBoer's running the system, right? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to go. We're going to see. I hope I'm wrong. No, Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Next, Josh from Georgia says he's checking out or he's checking in with the Miller's Edge. Loved his first experience inside Coleman Coliseum. He's having lunch close to the station, and then he's going to head home right after that. Roll Tide. Good Roll Tide. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, Josh did. He said he was celebrating Valentine's Day, and then heading to the game. But I went to the game. It was a uh, it was another great atmosphere, another sold out. Thing. What's weird to me though? I love that logo. Yeah, I loved oh, it. man, that was that was clean. That's man. fire. That old school. I, I love the blockade. Ooh, but, that's fire there. But you know what's Ooh. weird though? They always they say it's sold out. Then you get in there, and I don't know if it's people with seats. But that's tickets, ticket but There's souls. so many that's like extra souls. seats. They're not so many. Like it, the, the place was filled, but then looking around, I mean, there's still a lot of seats. What I'm saying is, there's probably a lot of people that still want to come to the game, but when they're they're saying sold out, they just don't come. So I don't understand. But then again, I don't know. I probably should have paid more attention in, in my uh, no. Sons, when they 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 they, they, they judged they judged that by tickets sold. So if somebody bought the tickets, they may not come to the game. So they when they say sold out, no, those I, tickets no, are sold. I get that, but what I'm saying was, I, I mean, there literally was probably several hundred that I would say probably almost 200 seats at least. That well, that's when you call your friends and stick them in the back door. You know what I mean? You go get, uh, you get I'm your little thing. Nah, it's just all right. I'm not going to get arrested <laughs> trying to get people in a cold. Hey, I got eight floor seats right here. Oh, Nick no, Saban no, no, no. and Miss Terry, by the way, was at the game. That they, was pretty they cool. They were, and I felt Talked bad. Talked to the uh, basketball team. They don't talk about that. I, that was pretty cool. Yeah, every time I look down, I, I see uh, people going up getting pictures. And I get it, man. People are excited. But let me urge folks out there. If you see him trying to just enjoy a game, man, please just be mindful. He's a that, goat, bro. They're going to bother him. I don't give a damn who it do. People, like, I'll be honest with you. The, the dude looked like he was getting a little tired. I'm not going to lie to you. And I know he loves doing stuff. Miss Terry, that they're so great. Miss Terry looked like she about to fuck. No, I, but that's the I don't know. The last two like, events like, I saw Miss Terry, I'm being honest. She looked tired. She looked extremely wore out when she went to Kaylin DeBoer's press conference and that uh, snapshot. Dude, they're, they're getting old. That's natural. That's what and I'm saying. And then at so, the game, she like she that was a laugh she wanted to be I, at. No, that's not that's not it, true. That you saw one damn looks, video. I, I was at the game. That's not true. She was excited and was green. But don't don't put stuff. Out I there said like the that. picture. That's what it looked like. I'm not saying that the picture. But, that's I, but what I'm it telling looked you, like. I'm, no, that's not what it was. She had plenty of energy. But but I get it. They are old. All I'm saying is I urge people just to be mindful that. 
they, they, they have people come up left and right. Sometimes they might just want to kind of enjoy their outing. They're not listening to that. You can say, oh, you blew in the face. I mean, they're fans and they, they respect the man. I mean, that's just part of the territory. He knows that when you're a celebrity, people well, are going to come up said to was you. there. Said Loki was kind of like trying but to. But I don't care about said like that. I'm saying said was kind of doing a, you know, a job, I guess, a manager. I don't know. He kind of was, I don't know if he was adding the security or what, what he was doing, but he kind of was, you know what I mean? Said's, said's yeah. always in, in the vicinity All anytime. Right. Let's, let's hit the last question on tie 100.9. What? Hey, so this next one is from, uh, shoot, it just timed out. Give me one second. So I'm going to ask the next one, and then we'll come back to this one. Hollywood in Birmingham says, I like this offensive line higher better than we had the last few years. Hmm. Whoa, whoa. Well, listen, the last last few years I know very personally, Eric Wolford was at South Carolina, and he got a lot of big accolades there, got a lot of big accolades at Kentucky. Um, and then you write, uh, things didn't really work as I thought they would. Uh, at Alabama, but he's known to be a very, very good offensive line coach. I don't know what happened. I think youth, um, K, uh, you know, Caden Proctor was a problem, and, and we understand why because of the youth at the attack position. If you if you don't have a veteran to beat a guy like that out and and kind of use him in reserve role, it's going to be a problem. This is a hard position to play, no matter how big a guy is. But to play lap tackle, you got to have the development, the, just the mental reps, just all goes into becoming successful. And you got to have help from the offensive coordinator. Tommy Reese did not do his job well enough, in my opinion, to help him uh, get a lot of chips. You know, putting the, uh, what we call clothes on that side, putting the tight end over there, keeping that H back over there where you slow uh, speed rushes down. They didn't do a good enough job, in my opinion, to help him. And they left him isolated way more than I would love to true freshman uh, at left tackle. So, uh, but I don't know. I, I, I'll be, I couldn't even answer that, that, you know, this new guy, cause I don't know enough about him. And I, I try to be fair in my breakdown. I don't know enough about him to, to put him up against, um, Eric Wolford. Um, don't know. Uh, both of them have been around college football for a long time. Both of them have coached in excellent programs. But I, you know, I know that's your opinion, but uh, I, I can't say one way or the other because I just don't know enough about the new guy. That's fair. No, I, 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 I'm, that makes sense. Because, but that, that, but that also goes to show you, right? That it, it really doesn't matter what the paper says; it's about action, and that's both good and bad. Meaning, like somebody like Coach Wolford came in with an impressive resume, and then coaching the NFL, did some good things at Carolina, Kentucky, all that good stuff. Didn't end up, his unit wasn't the very best while he was here, right? He's still a good coach, but you know what I mean? Uh, and on the flip side, you can have a guy that, that, that's not the most popular guy, kind of comes from smaller programs, and he could end up having a hell of a unit. That, that's why, again, I just want to remind people listening, right? We're, this is all just conversational, right? I mean, the goal is for Alabama to, to, to be the best and have the best staff, but, to be fair, we're just playing the game, looking at it on paper. But I will say this, though, since we are playing this game, right, for the people that, that do get upset when we, when we do things like this, I just ask you, take the Alabama logo away when we throw out these topics and look at it from that angle and be transparent, right? So, for instance, if, if, if Georgia had the same staff, what grade would you give them? You know what I mean? I think that that is, a, you know, the definition of not having any bias and just looking at things for what they are. 
And uh, I just want to throw that out there because, again, I, I know sometimes people get upset when they, they see kind of these tweets that we talk about things or we talk about on here. Again, it's all fun and games, right? It's just speculation on paper. But I urge you to have fun with it. Don't take it so serious. And just know that, remember, sometimes you, you can have a little bias and you get emotional when you respond to stuff. Just think of it that way. That's the best way I can put it. I feel like... Jo- <laughs> what? Why? I feel like I'm on... What's the name? Phil? Uh, what's the... Dr. Phil? I feel like I'm on Dr. Phil. Like, you're talking to the radio like you're, like you're doing a session. It's not like, a session. It's because it's I, just radio, I, I, bro. I, I, People I, I, don't I feel, feel the way they feel. It's no, what it is. No, 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 have an opinion and stick with it. Screw it. If the people like, some people are gonna like it. Some people what don't. What the hell are you talking Call about? I, radio. I we don't have to make opinion. apologies of why we feel the way. This Who is this the is hell gave an apology? You're being apologized. We got phone calls Nobody's left. That's what we're going to do. Dude, dude, you, that's, you're just hearing things. Sorry, that's place hear. Tracy I, I, Chapman. I, I literally just said, I just urged fans to have fun with this and not take it so serious. I'm just, that's all I was saying. Okay. How was that Dr. Phil? Coming dude? back, we'll hear from Tracy Chapman. Sorry <laughs> is all I, I, that I we can he's say. Be so hard. Phone he's calls be so tough. coming up after this break. This is the middle of the head. Tough guy. will be back in a moment. 100.9. Day mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. It's the sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. We'll have DC, DC Capstone Report joining the conversation on tomorrow. We'll talk Bama versus Florida and Kentucky Big Weekend Basketball. Also, is Nate Oates the leading candidate for Coach of the Year? We'll have those conversations and more, and you can join the conversation at 205-342-9904. Have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com slash deals. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high in the upper 50s at 59. Clear tonight below 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 63. The high Wednesday at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Oh, we're so sorry, y'all, that we have an opinion. That's a little different sometimes, but we love you. 205-342-9904. To the phones we go. Let's go to Digger, who's on hold. Digger, welcome in. Oh, my God. No calls. What's up with that? You guys are we really raiding to quote the coaching staff and they haven't even had spring practice? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what if you do when there's gotta, nothing going you gotta on. Rate that, <laughs> you got to rate that off. You got to rate that coaching staff from last season. Well, they go. Wolford. I know that. But Wolford? Come on. Wait a minute. Eric Wolford has been a. Eric Wolford has been a pretty good coach, office line coach. You got to check his resume right. past Alabama. 
Okay. Well, let me ask you this: What about Booker? Is he going to be jaw jacking this fall about what he's going to do? Oh God, I hope not. I hope that they put a, a, a quiet thing on his mouth and just go play. The point I'm trying to make is that that offensive line is going to be a lot better this year. You know why? Because the team calls for it. All you do is just go 1,001, 1,002, the ball is out of the quarterback's hands. That's exactly what he did against Texas, and we didn't have a shot. You pre-read what's out there on the field and you throw it to an open space. That's what he's going to do. Joe Brady did this, and they won a natty on it. Okay. Quick passing game is one one of the things I said that that's how you help it. That's why I said Tommy Reese did not do Jalen Miro any favors last year by what he called asking him to read too long and too much. So you got to have you know, zip screens and bubble screens and slants and things like that oh. when the ball is out. Predetermined, predetermined passes. The only thing you got to be worried about is that you know Penix was a six-year quarterback. I mean, the guy was a ringer. Okay, Gabor doesn't have that. Okay, you're going to have quarterbacks that are going to need to learn the system. It's not going to go as smoothly as you think. Okay, it's just, but your defense, E-Rob, are you kidding me? Y'all like this guy? You're lucky he left. That secondary got toasted at times last season. Come on. <laughs> Being serious. That, that was because of the complication of calls. It wasn't the, the talent. They got well, beat when they were out of position. That's a, but you got to have you got to have a defense where it allows them to play and not think too much. And I've said that numerous times. Listen, if it's simpler, it's always better. And last year, Nick Saban, one of the faults I have about this defense, I thought it was too hard because we've seen them even before the ball was snapped, looking at each other, trying to figure out what to do. Let me leave it on this. Okay, y'all give this guy a chance. I know he's not from the SEC. Go back in the bathroom, look at your heart-shaped mirror with the lace around it, and it says SEC on the top. Take a look at it and smile. Take a picture of it. Well, you pay your coach $10 million, so y'all are good. Sark's getting 10-point-something <laughs> million private planes. Uh, million point eight boost if he gets to the college football. Listen, man, Sark is in heaven down in the good old Austin with some honky tone. <laughs> did you hear the story? Hey, look, did you hear the story on the hang up on that contract? I did Unbelievable. Wow. Okay, they weren't sticking. The sticking point was not the money. It was the 20 hours of the corporate jet. He was trying to get 40 hours, Sexton was trying to get 40 hours for start so his wife can go to New York on a regular basis. The woman's in the diner. And they were hemming and hawing on it. And that's, look, Texas has two jets, one for the athletic department and the rest for the administration, and they were fighting over that. Wow. And they said, okay, we'll just give in a 20. They, they came back and told Sark, look, we're giving you $10 million a year. Come on. I mean, okay. buy your we'll own give hours. You 20 hours. Yeah, well, that, that sounds like a good problem to have. Digger, we got to get out of here and make room for Ryan. We appreciate it. but Chuck, sorry about that. Sam, Ryan will pull you right up, don't you? Chuck.
I'm sorry, go ahead, Christian. No, I was going to say real quick, I'd remind everybody about our good friends over at Alumni Hall. You know, spring sports are here. All those baseball games, softball games that you guys will be attending. Make sure you guys got all the latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear. There's no better place to get that gear other than Alumni Hall. If you're in Tuscaloosa, head on over to Midtown Village right now to Alumni Hall and shop the latest and greatest Alabama official license gear or go to alumnihall.com to get all those great deals right now. Alumnihall.com or the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. It's been a fun one here on the Miller's Edge, right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Got to get out of here and make room for Ryan Fowler on the game coming up next. Again, you've been listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are the home of Alabama sports. The show is presented by the Good Feet Store, America's Art Sports.